0: Welcome in to the very first episode of the Non-Negotiables podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm joined by Pascal this evening. How are you doing, Paz? Good evening, Geth. I'm good, man. Good, good, good. Well, what a time to launch a new podcast, huh? Eight points clear, back of a comprehensive North London derby win. Massive game against Man U on
1: Sunday. Couldn't get much better timing. One hundred percent, and Justin's not even with us. To, no, well, he might
0: he might be in <laughs> later, so uh, we'll introduce him when he gets here. Hopefully, he won't be too long. <laughs>
1: he's probably still celebrating. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, he probably is. It's probably why he's late. All right, so I figure we'll start by taking a look back on the weekend and talking about the build up. You know, City losing the day before give us a, a really good chance to extend our lead. I know some people were, were thinking, you know, was it the right result letting Man United back in? But in reality. United are still a point behind City. If we lost, we'd still have been five points clear. I, in my view, I think it took some of the some of the pressure off the game. Um, how, how did you feel about that going in?
1: I actually wasn't really that nervous about it. Um, there have been times, like for example, the last game we played at the um, at um, whatever their new crappy stadium's called. Um, the we played ball. there. We'll um, go to the toilet bowl. What's it?
0: We'll go with the toilet
1: the, to- the toilet bowl, yeah. That one, um, when we played there in May, I was a lot more nervous for that game. I just felt with our starting lineup, the way it, I was hoping it to be, the way it has been, obviously, minus Jesus, I just had a feeling that I, I just didn't feel too nervous about it. I felt that we were in good set. And I think every time City have dropped points and we've had to then play after them and get a result, we've done it. So there isn't. There's been times when I felt a little bit nervous about these type of games, or very nervous, or apprehensive, but not really, man. I was pretty confident.
0: Yeah, well, it helps mm. when you when you see that starting eleven right now, right? Like mm. I could pick it, you could pick it. We all know what it's yeah. going to be, and I yeah. think that the key really is that that midfield area, and then Zinchenko supporting. I think if we've got them out there. It definitely makes you makes you feel a little bit better, and and I think the way the game started probably helped like settle us down even further. I mean, we settled pretty quickly. First, first two or three minutes was a little bit end to end, but then we settled down and mm. seemed clear that we were going after their left hand side with with our right. And it's funny because at times this season we've seen it switch the other way, right, where it's yeah. all been on on Martinelli's side, but it was yeah. a clear plan. I think yesterday from the very start that we were attacking that side, particularly with Saka. Um, did you uh, did you like the start? How did how did you feel it was going?
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's a, that's that's exactly what my thoughts were on that right hand side. But also, I think he had a lot of play that he put Cessi on there, which was quite a surprise for me because I think that played into our hands. Um, Saka. Um, was able to exploit his defensive frailties. I thought the start, obviously, the very beginning was a little bit nervy, but you'd expect that. But once we settled into a rhythm, um, you could see exactly our game plan. You could see what we were doing in the midfield. The fact that they only had two midfielders against our three, I think played a major, major part in how we started and how we started to progress through that first half. I, I, just, I, I just thought the game plan was exactly the way that we were hoping he'd do it but also perfect against Conte's team um and it was executed how about you what did you think yeah and what what a
0: difference from last year as well like you talk about the game yeah. plan and and I mean it's all in the, the team's completely different right it's a completely different mm. team with Ben white at right back and Zinchenko at left back and yeah Salibre's playing in there you know last year we went in we had we had two right backs and we center in the back't did we so yeah, yeah, Cedric was playing, and then Tommy Asu was on the other side, and it just you know it 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 just it no felt wrong from the didn't start. We have El Neni? we have
1: uh, El you, Neni, right? Yeah, it's right. Yep. Yeah, so, so it, we it didn't even wrong. have the players to execute his. No, and his and problem. to
0: go in there with the game plan we did last year, which seemed to be yeah pretty gung ho, and you know in a game where we were all thinking well, just get a point and we'll, we'll be okay. I know that's not in our test mm. thinking, but. But this year, I think it was it was just a completely different feeling going into it, that the confidence. And you you could see that out on the pitch, and you could see with Zinchenko in particular really adding into that midfield and controlling the game. And it was it was just a matter of time, really, until the goal came and 15 minutes in. And, and there it is. You 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 could see it coming, couldn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, you could. And I think already we had that chance prior to that. Well, I mean, for a start. Already, Lloris was there for the taking, wasn't he? I mean, he is the gift that keeps giving because straight before that, Enketia had that chance on his left foot, all from a Lloris absolute cock up at the back and they're messing around with it. So you felt there was nerves already on their side with a goalkeeper that doesn't instill any form of confidence into his defence. So it, it, it kind of just felt it was coming. And I think... Um, the way I think it doesn't take the credits, where the way we progressed that ball to Saka, because I think Party got yes. it. Lovely ball over the top. Saka right onto it. Sesson was trying to get him onto his right foot, trying to push him down to the right hand side, which was a mistake because Saka can play on either foot. And yeah, played literally into Larissa's hands. Uh, like, it was I- just, you, you couldn't ask for a better start from us, but you couldn't ask for. Um, a better goalkeeper for us to be in the goal in that circumstance, really. Yeah, he's he, a. He is.
0: is a is a problem for them. There's 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 no doubt about I it. Know. Just giving him he a new really deal and long may it continue. Yeah. But you know, they're, they're, them and Man United have kind of got the same problem in that they're they're playing goalkeepers. And I, I know the first goal wasn't a result of this, but they're playing goalkeepers yeah. straight out of 1990, and we yeah. was just moved on. And it, it's you. Yeah. Can't, I mean, if we if we jump forward to the second goal, that comes mm. from Loris not having a clue what to do with a ball at his feet. Yeah, and yeah, it was a real John Lynch, wasn't it? Yeah, it, 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 it really was. was. Yeah. It's you know, and now, <sighs> to be fair, that had its time and its place, but it's not now. Mm. And it's it, no, if you look from that. one end to the other, and how comfortable Ramsdale is with a ball at his feet, and how good his distribution is, let alone the actual goal yeah. side of it. It's, it's night and day. Um, you know, and, and after did that. Did you feel,
1: did you feel leading up after the first goal, leading up to the second goal, did you feel a, still a certain apprehension or well, did you feel?
0: You know, it, it's funny because we got that goal and I was going to bring this up. Mm. and Immediately after they went down the other end and had a chance. Yeah. And Ramsdale yeah, made the save from, from Song. Yeah. And if that goes in after dominating the game the way we had to have been caught by a Mm. sucker punch like that, you kind of get that, here we go again feeling, right? And it's something that we've... You know, it's something that we're scarred with throughout the years. This goes back years. It's only happened once this season at United where we Mm. got with the long ball over the top sucker punch. But
1: Mm.
0: if that had gone in, I think the mood switches. And then I think we've been under a bit of pressure. But it didn't. And immediately... We're straight up the other end. We're pushing. We're pushing. We're pushing. Odegaard had the shot, and Lloris made a really good save from Odegaard. And in actual fact, the save that he made was probably from a better Odegaard shot than the one that the one
1: that went in. He certainly caught it cleaner. That he pushed wide. What's weird about that as well, Gaff, is that that Odegaard shot was more or less the same as the one that he did score with. Yeah. But Lloris didn't anticipate that he was going to go that side, which I no. found weird because he just saved literally. <laughs> a shot similar to that about what five minutes before
0: yeah and and I've seen it in a few places suggested oh we're targeting Loris with these shots like that but in actual fact we've yeah. scored I think I read that we've scored the most goals from outside the box of any mm. side this season so I don't think this is just a just lot we're, yeah I, I don't think we're just targeting Loris with that I think that is generally a, a plan to get mm. them, to get them shots away early and, and I think with especially with Eddie there, it makes a lot of sense because if the ball's coming back out of the goalkeeper, Eddie's gonna be there. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's kind of part of Eddie's game. He he wants to be in mm. the area. So it makes shot mm. it makes sense to get them to get them shots away. Um before that goal actually came uh a bit of a a bit of a hammer volley from uh from party that rocked off the oh, post. Of course. I think we would be, be remiss of us not to uh, mention. Oh, that. I so mean, we, yeah, we had. The, I mean, I, uh, think,
1: I think that that was extraordinary. I mean, it was he scored um, a similar type of goal, didn't he, against Spurs in the from a similar the, area? Uh, yeah, yeah, from, from a similar, similar area. area. And he's for someone that we've I know in the past we've said a few things about his shooting skills. I think yes. any Arsenal fan has. Suddenly, has really found a knack for hitting those balls outside the area, pretty on target. But also, what a hit! I mean, that it actually vibrated that post. <laughs> Literally, oh, it was vibrating. It was so far. It was kind of like at the bottom of his shin as well. Did you notice that? When yeah, the it, shot it, was kind of top of the foot, bottom of the shin.
0: He hit it so hard that before mm. it really registered in my brain what he'd done, mm. it was already bouncing back out. Of the post, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. Yeah. It was it was, uh, it was yeah. just phenomenal. it was phenomenal. Um, and that was kind of that was setting the tone really for us because we'd already taken the lead. and I think, like you said, they they had a chance, but we still stuck with this con- constant pressure towards because I think even leading up to that, we were I think um we were already pressurizing their goal in their part of the field. Which then led to that shot from yeah Party. we we'd got, um,
0: it was a good move that actually started that with yeah. Eddie and Eddie and Saka down the right hand side again right um and he'd right. come in and it was uh, it was Eddie who whipped the ball across and it got it got cleared and then bang
1: and then, then came back in yeah he? and, and he just
0: uh, it yeah it was just it was it was just pressure 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 it's exactly what we wanted to what we wanted to yeah. see um, yeah yeah and then we. Uh, we had the Odegaard free kick that hit the wall as well when he he, he yeah. done a bit a bit better with that. Um, mm. but then we get to the shenanigans just before half time. So for once in the game, Zinchenko gave the ball away with a sloppy pass in midfield and they mm. ended up getting a free kick out. Oh no, they went down the line, and that's when Kane got the header in right on half time, and Ramsdale made that save. How how big was that? <sighs>
1: Yeah, and, and that was that was big. Just before just before that, but with the goal itself, the second goal, I just wanted to say to you, which I found quite interesting, the move was pretty similar to the first goal because I know the the Larice kick, but Saliba's header perfect to party was purposely done to party and then he knocked it onto Saka again wasn't it and then Saka went through and then knocked it to Odegaard and he put it away I just found that interesting going back to your point about the concentration on the right hand side but also how party had led to Saka's move and I, I looked at that and it was such a quick turn as well because Saliba went to him he quickly span it around to Saka the movement was so quick and precise it Was just, I, I just had to just out of my mind, oh, and as an opinion, I just thought it was beautiful, man. Yeah, to watch. And, and that
0: that ploy of going to Saka early and often that, yeah. something I think that was, I think that's something that may have been put in thinking that Sessignon wasn't going to be the starter down there. You, do you think what, so? I mean, yeah, it's quite, yeah, I, I yeah. do because. Mm. If you think about their their left-back area, right, they they bomb mm. forward and they leave that space behind. They, they're a lot more attacking on that side than than the other side. And I think right. that space was always going to be there plus Saka's pace. So I think the only thing Sessignon being in there instead of Perisic did is it gave them some pace down that side. And that's clearly why Conte did it. He was worried about the pace of Saka against Perisic. Perisic is not... They call him a wing-back. He's not. He's a winger that's just playing a bit Deeper because Conte doesn't play with wingers, but that's that's what he is. And I think, he's an
1: advanced midfielder. He was playing very advanced for Croatia.
0: Exactly. So mm. I, I think that plan was probably there with the thought of Perisic, regardless. And when they okay, it, it, it's like, well, okay, instead of going after the thirty-four-year-old guy that can't run, we'll go after the young kid that doesn't really know how to defend. And I, I just, it. it's just one of them changes that I think I can see why they thought it would be a good idea to get someone faster there. I just think in our game plan, it probably didn't affect too much. We probably just said, okay, well, we know what we're doing, so keep. Yeah. Going. And you know, and it's, yeah. and we went on that side too. Romero plays on the other side of the defense, right? And he's definitely their best centre back. Mm. By going on this side now, you've got Dyer, and. Sesignan, rather than mm. going over to Romero's side. So I thought it, it made mm. sense as a plan. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good plan. And, and like I said, we've we've had games this year where we've gone all down the other side. We've had we've had games where Martin had mm. been the, the main outlet the the whole time, and it it just it's it's horses for courses. And I, I thought today it just it just or yesterday it just worked really really well.
1: And you know, and absolutely, and then like you said. You know, it's kind of weird about Ramsdale because, you know, going back to when you're talking about the Kane header, Ramsdale got man of the the match um, from Sky, I believe, and obviously was one of the top players, um, definitely top performers. But it's kind of a facade, really, because we dominated so much. But the key moments, and this is where the goalkeeper has such a big part to play, the key moments where the Kane header, the Son, and that Kane header just before half-time. I thought it was an incredible save actually because he got had to get down really low for that one, it was right nearby, but it was near him. But he had to get down low and it was a quick um pace in as well. So, we um, also had to get it out wide
0: because that goes out in front and Kane's knocking it back in, so yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
1: And also, it was really he only really had that those two crucial saves in the first half besides that we were all over we yeah were and, over. I
0: mean even in the second half he made a couple of saves from Cess and ya and stuff mm. but to my mind in the second half and I, and I don't want to dwell on the second half too much because I think it was a game state thing we were one we'd already yeah. we had a we got a big game coming up on Sunday um we had a couple of players on bookings we we just didn't exert ourselves in that in that second half I thought it was very sensible I thought it was a very clever way to to see the game out, we we kind of, we were very, very structured um, when mm. they did break through, you know, that's why you pay 26 million quid for a goalkeeper. You know, that's people sometimes forget that a goalkeeper is part of the team. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. that's what we bought and that's, and that's what we've got. And I, I think it was, it was always pretty comfortable. And I, I felt like we had another year, even if, even if they had have got one, we've been very good this season. When mm. we have conceded, hitting back quick. The heads don't drop in this team when we can see the goal. It's one of the biggest things. So, I do think in that second half it was definitely managed. Um, we definitely tried not to exert too much. And I, I mm. just think if they had, if one of them chances had have gone in, I do think we'd have just turned the screw, upped it a little bit more. And you know, and we I did I think seem there for the taking.
1: We did seem defensively also we seem very, very screwed on. Um, I mean, you know, you've seen the clips, but Gabriel at the back and the um, commanding presence and dealing with Kane, um, Saliba as well. I think we just looked so... Like you said, they did have some chances. Ramsdale made some unbelievable saves, but there still was this feeling of assurance that there was... We're not the team of... Pass where we've capitulated, or there's a goal that goes in, and then there's you know, it's all hands of the pump. We're kind of um, everyone's making mistakes. It didn't have that feeling to it, and we still also created, yeah. Um, we could have had a couple more. Eddie had a couple of these yeah. chances, and you know, we what we was your thought know. on that? Eddie miss, like what was your thought on the miss? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't the, want to criticize him too much because I think he played really well, the one with I a thought, heavy touch,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, the touch was a little bit heavy, but like, yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, he still got both of them on target. The the two chances he had, both of them mm. were on target. They were both saved, and it, it it was a bit of a heavy touch, definitely. But to be fair, with the amount of it that he put in that game, and 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 we'll 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 talk about Eddie a, a bit more, I think, because it, yeah. it has to be said we've you know we've come back and that the panic was on. Jesus is out. We we don't have the. Mm. Uh, you know, we don't have a backup. What are we going to do? And, 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 you know, I've said to people countless times they gave Eddie that contract because they believe in Eddie. That's why they yeah. gave him that contract. They believe that Eddie is the backup. They were never going to bring anyone in to start over the top of Eddie because when mm-hmm. Jesus comes back, Eddie's not going to be third choice. You know, Jesus is going to come back into this team, unquestionably. But Eddie's the backup. He's the primary backup and he's going to remain that. And, and to
1: be fair, I, I, He's I don't owned, know man. though, Gav, I don't know if Jesus comes straight back in because I don't know where we'll be come no. April. Yeah. I mean, if 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 Enketia, because one thing Eddie has got a better, uh, has got over Jesus, he's a better scoring record. He's yeah, actually score scores, more goals. he does score more goals, doesn't he? And yeah. I mean, yes, Jesus is the kind of the, the glue and the link and everything. But I think enketia to be fair to him, that since he's come in, I mean, it's a far cry from the player that I saw a year ago.
0: He's a completely different player. He's yeah. an absolute. He's a he's a pressing monster now, and yeah, the, and some of his movement and some of the way he comes back and gets the ball. If you yeah. squinted, you'd think it was Jesus. And that is that yeah. is a credit to the coaching staff. It's a credit to Jesus, yeah. and it's an incredible credit to Eddie because he has worked uh. so you can tell how hard he's worked on his game to pick himself yeah. up to the point where he's where he's got to. And I think he, he deserves all the plaudits. And, you know, Jesus, I was never expecting him back before April. I wasn't quite sure why Twitter erupted yesterday when, when Arteta mm-hmm. said that, because I don't know what people think happens when you he have the operation, operation in the middle game. of December. Um, yeah, You know, he, so he, he wasn't knee. ever going to be back until April. He, you know, if you think he starts training at the start of March, towards the middle of March, he's not going to start training and the next day be, be playing a ninety-minute game away in the Premier League—it nah. it just doesn't work nah. like that. So he's going to have to build up nah. to it. They'll put, a, no doubt, they'll have a couple of behind closed doors games that, at that Colney to try and get him fit. But it was always going to be April. The, the, Jesus is mm. not going to win us this title. You know, the, the team—the team's going to have to, because Jesus ain't going to be back. By the time he comes back, I think it's not going to be settled. But we're going to be a, a long way to it. You know.
1: Mm. Mm. Absolutely, man. Uh, so I'm 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 I, I've been very impressed. And I think um as long as he can stay fit, then um, you know, who knows what happens when Jesus is back. But I I think he's he's been a more than adequate replacement.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, That's I think he was excellent. I think there were there were a lot of excellent performances out there yesterday, particularly. Yeah, there were. In there in were the I mean, um I thought were, I thought it was Saliba's best game since he came back from the World Cup. He looked like hundred percent it was getting yeah. back into it. I thought Gabriel was immense and I think Gabriel gets overlooked a lot because of our class he's he does looks on the ball. Um yeah. so, because Saliba takes the headlines because he's the more he's the more showy player, yeah. I guess. Um so he takes the headlines and it, it, it takes away from a lot of the stuff that Gabriel does. He does the dirty work, but he's also he's also a much better footballer than people give him credit for. And I think mean, yesterday he, you, he is. And, it, and I thought mean, yesterday you part. saw that. Yeah, I I thought he was too. Yeah. Um, I, I and there's he- a reason
1: why he he and I think you came up with that stat that um the amount of games he's played. Yeah, he's played how, how many was it? Was it fifty one? I, think it, you was, say I think it was the last,
0: I think he started the last fifty three Premier League games.
1: Yeah, Arteta trusts him implicitly because he plays him in cup games and yeah. um, when when you're expecting you know Rob Holding or Tomiyasu to go there maybe, but he'll he will consistently play him because there's so much trust for the player. Yeah. And he, he signed his contract as well. I, I just think he, and he's funny, he's not from the Arteta. Um, he no. was brought in during the Emery reign, right? Yep. So he's definitely, and that, that speaks a lot about him as a player because, you know, you're taking to a new manager, the new manager has a, has a way he wants the team to play. So obviously he's seen a lot in him too. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, well, and this manager yeah. has a very specific way too. I mean, you, yeah, you've seen with plenty of players that if it if it don't if it's yeah, suit him, run. you're you're gone. Um, and I think yeah. I think he's been he's been excellent, Gabriel. I mean, him, Jacker, and Saka, their their names are written in pen. <laughs> there's no uh yeah, and then, know, there's there's I no taking if... them out, there's no rotating them. They just play and play and play. It's 90 minutes and, every week.
1: And you see how so you've got Gabriel complimenting. Saliba and vice versa, but then you have Party and Shaka complementing each other because things you rightly mentioned. Um, you know, Shaka picked up some of the loose passes from Party. Party made a few loose passes. Shaka covered him. Yeah, there's a there's a real understanding between those in the midfield. Those two in the midfield, it, we've seen it with Shaka and El Neni. We've seen Party and El Neni. you know, or we've seen different combos, but that combo works so well. yeah. And then, it, of course, you've got the in, inverted left-back in Zinchenko, which is just... Yeah, I've we'll, never seen a left-back like that.
0: We'll, we'll talk we'll a little bit about, about Zinchenko later. because uh, you know my love yeah. for, for Zinchenko. Has yeah, yeah. No bounds. Yeah, yeah. I but know, I know. <laughs> he's he's such a class player that I think... He is. He, I, I'm still shocked that Man City let him go. I was shocked at the time. I know he only had... I think mm. he had no idea left on his deal and he wasn't going to sign a new mm. one. But... And and I know he's had some injury problems, right? But I don't understand how he didn't start every week for that Man City team. I just I I don't get it. Mm. If he was fit, he should have been. He's a perfect Guardiola player. He's basically a number ten that we're playing left back, and it's it's phenomenal. If he was playing for another team in the league other than us or Man City, there's no way he'd be at left back. No way. Wasn't and it changed wasn't Cancelo,
1: Wasn't Cancelo ahead of him?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was and that to me, that's yeah. that's. I don't really want to get into other teams' players, but that that to me, yeah, yeah. outrageous decision. And, and I'm not saying Cancelo's mm. is a bad player, but mm. you can't do what Zinchenko can do, and that's yeah, me, he, that, he's he has done. He's, he's amazing. He's done as much to transform us as as anyone else. Like it's we we've got we've got a lot of key pieces that that we probably can't replace. You can't replace Saka. We definitely couldn't replace Odegaard. You can't replace. Parte, but Zinchenko is is right up there with what he does. You can't oh, yeah. have the amount of control in the game that we had yesterday with someone else at left back. Because like I said, we've got a number ten playing at left back, and it, it gives mm. you it gives you an added dimension. I mean, there were times when he was supporting Saka on the right wing yesterday, and mm. just the way he touches, he, he he looks sometimes like he's that kid in the playground who's so much better than everyone else. He's not allowed to play mm. up front. So he just plays yeah. back, beats everyone two or three times and yeah. then lays the ball off rather than scoring. Yeah. It, is, it is immense
1: to watch. I love watching And I, I think also, not, you know, not to dwell too much on it because we can touch on it later, but um, just two points on it. One is that you see the drop off. No no offence to Tierney, but you see the difference when Tierney comes on. That probably explains why Ateta did not swap Tierney with Zinchenko. He actually took... Um, Martinelli off and put Tierney in his place. That was
0: so that, that he was could play really that more, more advanced. Yeah, that was. And it was, yeah. it was the other interesting thing is, I, when I saw the swap happen, my thought mm. was Tierney was going to go to left back and Zinchenko would move into, into a left sided midfield role. And that's yeah. what happened at all. And part of that might be just to no. disrupt the back four. And I think that's part of it. He has a settled back four now. And I don't think he wants to disrupt it. But I think the support that, Zinchenko gives the midfield from left back is probably worth more than the support he would give them from left wing. If that makes sense, it makes a bigger difference. Him moving into the midfield with the game in front of him than it would with him just starting out wide on the left. I mean, I never thought from the start that we'd see him in midfield. I know a lot of people were, well, there's Tierney's going to play left back. He's going to play in midfield. I never thought that was the case because we've um. got very, this is a very, very specific style of play. And you're right to say no offence to Tierney because it is nothing to do with Kieran Tierney. Kieran Mm -hmm. Tierney is a left-back. Zinchenko is not a left-back. We just happened to start him there on the pitch. And it's a very, very different thing and we could not do this style of play
1: out Zinchenko. And I think... I think Tini is very direct. He's an old school left back, so he's very direct. So so actually substituting for Martelli in some respects makes sense because Martelli is a very direct left, yes. um, left winger. So I think the idea was that he can bomb down the left-hand side, have some crosses into the box, perhaps, or just show a little bit of directness towards towards their defense. But I, I thought that was interesting. And then the second part was um and I've totally forgotten what the second part was, but anyway, we could get back to it another time when I think about it. But um, but yeah, that was one thing I did notice that I found quite interesting about Zinchenko that yeah, was so important in the uh, in the team that I think he he just wanted to keep him there for that time, being at that like you were saying to offer what he offers that no one else can really do.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I guess the last thing to to really talk about from the from the game, um, and I don't want to give too much airtime to the. Moron at the end that uh kicked Ramsdale. Oh, that's a bit um,
1: harsh about Rochalison.
0: Well, yeah, I was I was actually about to say, actually, well, you man, probably wouldn't call I him also, a moron, there'll be a lot of other no, words you would use. <laughs> I also don't want to talk about Richarlison at all, but um, just the uh, the actual comedy moment you, you've seen the steals online of uh, Arteta of celebrating with Ramsdale and then see and then seeing Shaka. Run towards oh, the uh, yeah. run towards the home stand, <laughs> about to uh, take on the take on the entire stand, and Arteta's face just completely changing, and trying to drag him away before he uh, before he gets
1: in a gets in a fight with an entire stand. It, it's absolutely brilliant. It's like you know that it was like he was the parent, right? He was the parent yeah. shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> his kids and then you know there's the big one and he's going to he, the, the 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 total turnaround was so funny because he's leading Ramsdale off thinking the job's done towards the fans he just sees Shaka walk and then suddenly that turn yeah it was Theo Walcott pace to go and pick him well, up well it's blue. lucky, it it's, was lucky it was, it's lucky blue. it
0: was Shaka because I don't know if he'd have caught anyone else but at, at least he can no. catch Shaka. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. it's
1: just it just shows you though, uh Gav, just by that alone, what his influence is, um, Shaka's and also Arteta's influences on the players, because yes. there is this fatherly element to him. He's he's uh, you know near enough the same age. But I mean he's what's he Arteta's in his late thirties? Yeah, he late Yeah, he's 30s? the
0: youngest manager in the league, isn't he? I think he, he, he might yeah. he, he might be 40 now, but he's he's right, he's right around there.
1: But he has, you know, a mentality of someone older.
0: Yeah. And
1: I think there's this real respect. You can see that amongst the players and the togetherness that they have. It's something we haven't seen for years, man. But no. um, yeah, it was, um, you don't want to give too much airtime to that moron. But um, but I, I'm just happy with the way the team was. And I'm glad we avoided any form of yellow cards or any kind of nonsense. I thought we played tough, but we didn't get ourselves into problems. Do you understand? Yeah. Like problems... With you know, as always, with the FA or get ourselves with yellow cards because we, I thought the way we handled it was excellent, man. Yeah, really, it, really good. It was,
0: and when when you consider how big the game is on on Sunday, yeah. yeah, um, you know, to get through to get through a derby and and it was it was still hotly contested. I wouldn't say it was one of the more aggro derbies um from recent years, and I, I think a lot of that was that they they knew they were beaten. I think they knew they were beaten yeah. after fifteen minutes. And it did yeah. take a little bit of the of the edge out of the game, um, but to get through that, still, you know, when we knew Saka was on a book, it was was a book in a way. Um, who else was a was a book in a way? Was it, Saliba, Saliba, Salibre. was a book. I know there's in a way. A,
1: there's someone else, and I can't think of who it is. But yeah, there
0: was there was someone else too. I, I it's don't not remember.
1: Gabriel. I thought it was Gabriel, but he got yellow sure. in that game. So, so yeah,
0: not... no. Apparently, Gabriel Gabriel, one of his bookings was in the Europa League. So. He was right. on okay. four, but only three of them in the league. So, if they get through United at the weekend unscathed, then then we're good. Another, you know, I think, results. but
1: I, know, I think Gav, and the, we will have to check this, but I think the United game is the nineteenth game. It is, it is. So it, actually, would it would if they get bookings from that, would it still carry over? to Yes, the next yeah. Game?
0: The bookings, the, the bookings don't reset until after the United game. Oh, so right. so okay. a booking there would be uh, would be a suspension for. Is it Everton away? next game. Everton away. Yeah. So let's hope Lampard's Lampard's
1: still there. So
0: yes. Yeah, definitely. We definitely don't want, uh, don't want Lampard leaving for that. We, we we don't have the best of luck with new manager bounces. So we definitely don't want that. No, we
1: don't. I don't want any of that. Yeah. I don't want, you know, any of that new man. Just one thing before I just, just going back to um, Ben White, who, you know, he's becoming a bit of a cult yes. hero now. With the, Did you see him shouting at Cessignon S- when he was about to take the shot? Yes. Have you seen this, the the photos of it? It's brilliant. Yeah. It's like when you're at school, isn't yeah. it? Well, that's that's, him that's what he
0: used, is though, isn't it? That's what Ben White, he, he, he makes me
1: laugh like. He's the, brilliant man. The,
0: the, he's the media persona, I am 100% convinced that the media persona is absolutely made up. It's an absolute yeah. fallacy. I don't believe that he doesn't yeah. like football. Um, I don't believe no. when he does these interviews and he gives the one word Dev Pan answers <laughs> he's he's playing a game he's 100% playing a game that's not what he is and you yeah. can, you can see it you can see it from the way he's always messing around with Ramsdale smacking him on the head and stuff he's you can see what he's like so that is and he
1: can handle himself as yeah. well he handles himself yeah he's way, he's totally
0: he's so. become he's become a, a real favourite, I think, with with everyone. And I I had questions mm. last year with him. I, I think he's a better right back than he is a centre back. And I, I, that's not yeah. to say he's a bad centre back. I think he's a good centre back. But as a right back, I think he's he's absolutely superb. We've got a couple he's of players. Yeah. We've got a couple of players that are. I mean, the whole team has been underrated for quite a while. Um, I think mm. people are starting to wake up to it now because you you can't really deny it anymore um mm. but between ramsdale and white not starting for england don't get me wrong i'm fine with it i don't want our players playing international football i want them playing for mm. us but ramsdale and white not starting for england is is i mean it's it's almost at the point of of
1: comedy i mean you could say that also about gabriel not starting for brazil yes. i mean i mean how can you not have him in the squad i i it all worked to our advantage that's the way I look at it their it loss did. was definitely our gain yes yeah. Uh,
0: yeah it it, it did for, it did for sure but um
1: and ben white didn't look happy with england anyway uh, there, there's I, I may not going into it but i just feel he, he loves it at arsenal he looked well, like a there's, happy. there's
0: player. something there <sighs> with england i mean i know there's been a lot of reports Is it steve holland the assistant manager that apparently yeah. he, he doesn't get on with on and, and that and there, there's yeah. definitely so he's not the same Person in the photos with England training as he is with with us. That's a, a hundred percent yeah. sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think we'll 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 cut the first half there because I think we've gone just about as far as we can on the game. I don't think there's there's much more to say really. Um, no, but, uh, you know, no. Great, I mean, great performance by us. You know, second half was second half was
1: was what it was.
0: Controlled and
1: and that's about that really. D- did you take enjoyment out of? seeing the despair from spurs fans. Um, I've well, I been uh, refreshing back to the Twitter game.
0: for 36 hours now. <laughs> just looking for uh, looking for more and more videos and uh, because I looked, thought I've you might taken... uh I've been sending you a few of them and uh, every time I think i, I, I thought... found my favorite one I find another one. There's a, there's one that <laughs> I... I haven't sent you yet with uh, with uh, an American guy um explaining to everybody. Well, I've seen that. You've seen, seen that one already. It, yeah, he that, looks
1: like he only just started supporting them about six yeah, months. ago. Yeah, the, the hat and that, so
0: uh, We'll put a uh, we'll put a link to the video on on Twitter in the in the description I, because I think it's something that I, everybody should see.
1: I think you've also taken a lot of inspiration from watching games, um, having the phone on yourself watching a game. You've taken a lot of inspiration. I, I, am, from that
0: game. I am telling you right now. <laughs> If I was at a game and someone in front, behind, or beside <laughs> me was filming themselves for the entire game, that phone wouldn't be in their hand very long.
1: Oh, oh my God. You, and, and worst me. of all, they're watching Spurs. <laughs> it's, That's the worst thing about it. 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 This this oh. narcissistic
0: need to film yeah, yourself. It is. it, it uh, is. It's, it's incredible.
1: It's it, incredible. It is. And, and the thing is, and it, it, it's fed by the people
0: watching it, right? Are people Mm -hmm. like us who are laughing at it, right? That Mm. is it. And they are these people are quite happy to make themselves a laughing stock for views and tweets and whatever. Just don't get me started on Mm. it. I can't stand it. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I know.
0: uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've I've absolutely reveled in it for the last the last 36 hours. In this instance, you have to you have to look
1: at all but I think the uh, kind of spurs much. Yeah, I, kind I think spurs. the people
0: who sit around them have got a lot to answer for, because I I, I think if uh, I, I yeah. know in the, in the clock in that the, the phone would have been out of the hand and up the jack seat very, very quickly.
1: Oh, it would be like that if you were just taking a picture or yeah. a selfie.
0: Yeah, can you imagine doing that? Yeah, yeah but we, we are the grumpy old men these days, looking at the uh, yeah. looking at the kids, yeah. you know. So I don't but want. But I, to I, 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 I
1: did take a lot of enjoyment out of the material I saw yesterday. Yeah, it's been it's Just been great fun. Time. It's been
0: uh, it's been a great thirty six hours, and I've got a feeling it's going to carry on for another few days yet. So You've
1: got no problem with that,
0: mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, mate. Well, let's take a break and uh, yes. be back Sounds for the good. second half, and we'll we'll look forward to to United and uh, just talk about some transfers and some more stuff in general. All righty.
1: All right. Sounds See good. After of the break. Okay.
0: All right, welcome back to part two. And uh, I figure that um, as good as this weekend's been, we might as well start the second part with the uh, the low point of the weekend, I would say, um, which is the Mudrick saga and what did and didn't happen. So first of all, I think most of us were were pretty convinced that we'd, we'd got the player. Um, I don't think anyone expected it to be any other outcome than him basically being on the bench for the for the United game. Um, it changed, it changed quickly. So what, what, what were your thoughts on that, Paz?
1: Um, yeah, it was um, a bit disappointing. I'll be honest. Cause you know, when it's played in the media for such a long period of time and you then start thinking, you start looking at YouTube clips and, you know, getting to know more about the player, you start getting your, your hopes set on it. So it was um a bit disappointing, but um. Uh, I, um, it's not one of those, I don't know, um, you, you, you give me your thoughts on this, but it wasn't one of those Dick Law kind of, uh, transactions where I felt that, you know, it was a pretty simple process and we just were incompetent or, you know, in, in terms of going in on it, I think it was, it was a complex transfer, um, and I think we, we rightly, and I think they've been vindicated in all the other transfers that they've made. We rightly had our limit and they, uh, Chelsea come in, you know, the cowboy comes in and puts his money on the table. And it's a, it's quite a um, considerable amount more than ours in terms of the initial payment. Um, and we just thought, no, we're not going to do it. Um, so I think we've done that before and we've still been able to have an alternative. I just hope we do have one and we can get one of decent quality before the window shuts. Yeah, for
0: sure. I mean, it was so there's there's a lot of talk that Premier League clubs as a whole are not happy with Chelsea's ownership and the way they're Mm. behaving. Um, and I, I think it's you rightly said it's a complex deal. I think whenever you're dealing with Shakhtar, it is a complex deal. They've certainly got that reputation as a club, a bit like Leon. Um, that when mm. you're dealing with them, it's it's not gonna be easy. And and they played they played their hand mm. to its maximum. They waited, waited, waited. They put as much out there in the press as they could, and eventually they got what they wanted, which was Chelsea to come in. And I think you're right to say that that there was more upfront money from Chelsea. I think that's true. Um, I think from what I read, we were willing to go to 85, and they ended up doing the deal somewhere around 90 million, and it was the upfront mm-hmm. payments. But it, it's more than that. Arsenal look at deals as a mixture of transfer fee plus salary, right? So as far as I yeah. understand it, we were willing to go to 85 million for a transfer fee. We had all but agreed uh, a five-year, hundred thousand pound a week contract with mudrick and his agent 5.2 million a year 25 million over five years so we were ready to commit basically 110 million pound to the deal when chelsea come in now although it looks like we've been outbid by five million and wouldn't go higher that's not the case that is the case Mm -hmm. on the transfer fee plus the more up front but they've given him an eight and a half year two hundred thousand pound a week deal Right, yeah. so if you look at that, they've guaranteed him, I think, eighty-eight million pound, whereas we were looking at twenty-five million. So was it
1: was it actually now? It's actually uh, they, they've come out with that. It's yeah. 000, yeah. eight and
0: a half years. So okay, so that changes the dynamic a little bit, doesn't it? Because now the difference isn't five hundred oh, percent. Now the difference is now the difference is nearly eighty million quid, um, and that's mm. that's a lot of money. You know, you go from one hundred and ten million to 185 million or or however much it is that's a big difference and and i think mm-hmm. you, you know you you have to make a stand and i don't they're doing it they're doing it to circumnavigate ffp rules right that's why they're doing mm-hmm. it you amortize the deal over the length of the contract so by doing an eight and a half year contract instead of it being let's let's just do it for easy save it was a hundred if it was 80 million instead of it being 80 million on your balance sheet, you amortise it as, as $10 million per year for, for eight years. And that's that's clearly why they're doing it. They did it with the baddie Achille deal too. They gave him a seven-and-a-half-year deal. Um, and funnily enough, another one of our uh, reported targets, Danila, has just gone to Nottingham Forest. And mm. Forest spent a fortune in the summer, right? So they were right mm. up against it. They've given him a six-and-a-half-year deal. These deals mm. are longer than we've seen. And Mm. it's because of the way they're trying to circumnavigate the, the FFP rules. So I think when you, when you add everything together, Arsenal really didn't have a choice in this matter. I mean, they clearly thought the deal was as good as done. The player thought the deal was as good as done. You just can't legislate for Chelsea coming in and, and doing what they did.
1: You know, if, if if that's the thing I, 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 I find it it's very difficult for me over the last few years to be critical of Arsenal's transfer policy. Because look where we are and look at the signings we've made in those last few years. Um, you look at the signings we've made in the last few years and um, they've all proven to be, you know, barring maybe one or two, but they've all proven to be a success. And that's why we're where we are. Well and the one so,
0: we've walked away from too. I mean, I mean yeah and look at eighty million and then got the a, yeah eighty million for Vlaevic. I, I would rather for Jesus. Jesus for half the money. Um Martinez Andro Martinez. I would rather yeah. have Zinchenko and when we've paid less money for Zinchenko. So um I, I don't think you so can, you can argue I with that. I think
1: there is a definite uh, so, I think what we were seeing before with Arsenal was that we were going in for a Nicola Pepe or we were going in for X player. But what was the plan for these players? Was there an actual strateg- Was there a plan that we had when we went in to buy players to fit into the system? I don't know uh, that we had that. I think now we do. It's a very specific type of player and we're not compromising on that. If we don't get it, okay. With the, they, I think I, I read, I think I read about Arsenal preferring the summer anyway to target players because it's a lot easier to do it. Yeah. They can get better deals. It's a better time of the year to do it. Um, You get the preseason, but I think there is an understanding they want to buy. They do want to get that player, but it has to fit the system that they has to fit their system. It has to be a player that is right in what they need, and I think that's why I'm not as despondent about this as I could have been in previous years.
0: Yeah, um, I, I get that. And I, I think with the plan as well, you, you have to recognise Mikel Arteta's role in all of it. Yeah, Because, you know, you brought up Pepe and I think that's a great example because at that yeah. point, we had a manager in Emery. I don't really want to say his name, but in Unai Emery,
1: mm.
0: that didn't want Pepe. He made it yeah. very clear that he didn't want Pepe. He wanted, he Zaha, wanted his he? Zaha. He made that perfectly clear. He was overruled. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. But they're such different players. I'm really not sure what the powers that be that were buying Pepe thought a manager that wanted Zaha was going to do with him. Do you know what Mm. I mean? Like that's the Mm. and 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 that's what we we haven't got now. We've got a very clear direction with Edu and Arteta who Mm. know where they're going and they know the right players. And that's why, you know, I've seen a lot of talk of, oh well. Are Arsenal going to go for Zaha? Are Arsenal going to go for Trossard? I don't see that. I, I really don't. Certainly not at not the their ages. Zaha, I, not I, the I don't ages, see it because not, it just doesn't fit with, with what no. we are doing. And I think we'll we'll push the boat out and we will overpay for the right mm. player to an extent. And I think that's mm. probably what will happen here. I, I don't know it's mm. going to be... I mean, have you got any any alternatives? It's clear that we need a wide forward. Um, We... I think one that could play through the middle would be would would be ideal. Um, have you got anyone in in mind? Not that you think it's going to happen, but who who, who do you think could? I mean,
1: yeah, I, I, I did think about it. I I don't I I I'm not keen on Rafinha, and I don't think that's going to happen. I'm I'm I I know you've mentioned it a few times about Rafinha. I don't see it myself. I don't. Yeah, I'm see, not a
0: Rafinha fan, I, so I was happy. I, I, I he didn't kind win
1: the of first time. I, I do feel there was definitely interest in him oh, before we went to sure. Barca. Yeah, absolutely there was. But I find it a bit odd that there would be now and would pay the money they're asking. I mean, it's just... It's, no, it's not going to be the same salary as Modric. Um, it's not going to be... It's, it's going to be far more expensive in the long run anyway. So I, I don't see how that's going to happen. I think uh, Leo seems interesting. I think he seems like quite a... But I don't know, again... What the circumstances at at Milan? Is that, he's at Milan, isn't it? Yeah, is it Milan?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I think um, I, I I found it interesting. I think you mentioned it as well as Turan. Um, I, Torres, I, I, I don't Torres. know. It, uh, no, Ferran Torres. Turan? Is it Marcus Taram? Oh, Marcus Who's Turan. The, yep, yep, yep. Lillian yeah. Turan. So yep. I don't. I think you can get him at pretty good price as well, and he's young.
0: Yeah, he's contracts um, running out, um, and I think that uh, that they want to they want to cash in on him. So I think if, yeah, you, so if you could, that would could that one would make a lot of sense.
1: Ferran Torres, I can understand. I can understand why there would be links to him because he kind of plays in a false nine, doesn't he? Or can he play on the wing as well? I don't know, but I know he yeah, plays in a false nine for and, Spain. And
0: we, actually, um, we actually did go after him in the summer, by all accounts. Mm. Um, and we were told that apparently the deal was possible and then Xavi took over there. And Xavi basically put the kibosh on it and said, no, I want to keep him. And I guess he's right. not been getting the game time that he that he wanted. It's kind of, it's a little bit similar to how we ended up with with Odegaard, You know, when he when he went yeah. back to Real Madrid and and he he you know it was a kind of wait and see. Let me see if they'll if they'll play me, and they didn't. And he was like, okay, well, well I'm out. And uh, I don't know if they're maybe hoping for a similar situation with with Torres. He, 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 he he'd he'd be
1: interesting. Yeah, he'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah, and I think he's worked with Arteta before, so you know, there's also that element to it. So you know, if there's any form of um, enticement needed, that would be it. And also where we are on the league table, because he can see that it works. Yeah. You know what Arteta is bringing. He's a young manager. Spanish uh, language is not going to be an issue. Um, so it definitely, you know, when when you see a link like that, it makes sense. Yeah. It absolutely makes sense, and I could I could see that. I could see that as a potential. Yeah, possibility. the me- I- <clears> only. <throat>
0: The only other one that I've yeah. heard is uh, Moussa Diaby that I really, I really don't know too much about. Um,
1: no, me neither. Me neither.
0: I know that he's uh, club in Germany. Ah, uh, uh, now they've done the old Shakhtar now, and uh, they've turned around today apparently and said, well. If Mudrick went for 95 million. <laughs> so we're uh, we're at that stage. We're gonna
1: we, we we can thank Chelsea and Manchester United for this absolute yes. yeah. Ridiculousness in I saw, uh, in I saw
0: a brilliant tweet a couple of weeks ago, and I, I can't remember who tweeted it, and I I just so I apologise to whoever it was that I'm stealing this off. I would credit you if I could remember, but he said uh, the market's fucked because Man United paid a hundred million for a fidget spinner, <laughs> and uh, I. I that kind of, that kind of cracked me up. Well, it right? is
1: extraordinary though, Gav. Think about yeah, it. It is. They paid, they were the only one really in for Anthony, yeah. right? They're the only one into him. Even in Holland, they were saying it was ridiculous, the price point that they were talking. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous for Martinez. Yeah. So, especially when you consider league... they
0: sold Birch to Bayern for what, 15, 15 million? Was it
1: Birch going yeah. for? Yeah. And they, Absolutely. I mean, they saw Man they, United
0: coming from a mile off. Uh,
1: they saw Ten Hag, they saw Man United, they thought this is it. And the thing is, because he worked under Ten Hag, that's the only reason why that premium was met. And what also is astounding about that is that he's played in a league where you're only dominated by really Ajax, Feyenoord and PSV and the rest of the teams are really substandard. And you could even question those three teams as not being up there as top-level teams anymore. Ajax maybe, but still. Um, so he's also not scored a lot of goals for them either. He didn't score that many. His record for Ajax wasn't that great. No, I think he
0: only got four goals the, the year before. For,
1: yeah, and, and assists wasn't that great. So to spend that amount of money, it's astounding. Yeah, and Muderick is, is kind of similar in some respects because he's played for the Ukrainian League. Not a lot of goals, not a lot of assists, but some yeah. good performances in the Champions League and maybe some good performances, a few ones for Ukraine. But then you're basing that on, so I can understand why these teams are then thinking, "Well, hey, listen, if this guy who's playing in, you know, the Ukrainian league is going for this amount, we need yeah. to do this," and he's playing in the Bundesliga, you know, so it's gonna be, it, it's gonna cause a bit of problems for us, I think. It, we, we, it, it um, will,
0: and it, it's kind of you've you've almost cut out the middleman here, right? Because like yeah. if you think about it, you think about Liverpool buying these players from Southampton, right? Southampton went yeah. and got these players from somewhere else first. They brought them in and then sold them on for a a ton of money. Clubs are now going to the source, right? We don't want to pay Southampton $80 for Mane. So we'll go and get him straight from Germany instead. And I think that's that's kind of distorting the market as well. And in in trying to cut out the middleman and cut out them, all they've done is just ramp the fees up further and it's more money that's leaving the English game to go abroad. Um, mm. because they're they're desperate to they're desperate to get in there first, and it's it's definitely harder, and, and you can see it worldwide too. I mean, Real Madrid just paid 60 million quid for a 16-year-old that ended yeah. So yeah. it you it's know insane. It, it is insane. And when you look at that list, and I think this, this discussion's been taking place all around the world, but when you look at that list of top 10 transfers of all time, there ain't many successes there, dude. Yeah, you look there at them is, in the 80 I, 90 million bracket and not many of them work out.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is really true. And um that that's why um I, I hope Madrid is a flop. Well, <laughs> that's what gives do. me hope and, that he is. And, and if he is a flop, they've tied themselves in for eight and a half years. I know, I know. And then you know, when you're a player's a flop and you've tied them in for that many years, who's gonna come in and buy you? That's the question. So you're gonna be just stuck with that player. Well, we've I been think been there um, before. Yeah, I know, many a time. So that's why I'm happy that we're not taking the bait. Um, I think also I did see something. I don't know if you saw this, but again, I I don't remember the source. It's really bad of me, but it was something about Camavinga apparently being a bit upset about playing time at Real Madrid.
0: I did see that, yeah.
1: That would, again, that's not a player that I know too much about, but I did think he was pretty good when I saw him for France and he kind of seems to fit. Uh, the midfield role of, you know, that type I of model, the player that maybe could be...
0: I don't know at his age he's going to be available like that, though. I mean, I, I yeah, could, and how I, could see him loaning be. him out. Um, yeah. But a loan probably doesn't help anybody. It's not quite the same as the Odegaard situation, because Odegaard had been no. at Madrid for seven years. That was, a, 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 him, and was by the way, how mad
1: million? Yeah. Did we pay and, him for 35 million?
0: Yeah. And That's can Christ you imagine what they'd give him now to take him back? But then you imagine
1: what we'd get for him? Yes.
0: Yeah, it, but that's the thing. It's you know this isn't the Camavinga mm-hmm. thing. Isn't the same. He only moved what seven months no. ago, and I think he's he's eighteen, maybe nineteen. So I could see him going out on on loan somewhere to kind of appease him for a year or so, while well, because Real Madrid as well, he's going to get game time there because their midfield's aging out. So he's going mm. to get game time. He's just, you know, he's obviously a young kid that's getting that's getting antsy. And uh, so, I—I yeah. I mean, personally, I—I I would be shocked if there was anything in that with him moving permanently. But I did yeah, see the—I yeah, yeah, did see the—I did see the reports. Um, the one that seems a, a little bit more credible, and he's coming from more and more places right now. He's uh, Declan Rice. It's—I know. I yeah, know, it's one I know that, that, uh... that would not happen till the till the summer, um, especially with the position that West Ham are in. I'm, right I'm, now. I'm
1: wondering, Gav, if you have some kind of. Um kind of role with arsenal where you're giving advice in the scene behind the scenes that we don't know about yeah well we we seem to you be you in a always few, talked we. about zinchenko and then we were linked to zinchenko you talked about rice you've been talking about him for a long time now and now suddenly this all came it's come out from quite variable reputable sources as well yeah so, you, you know these whispers be... started about
0: three weeks ago i started yeah some... Right. And, but they weren't from anywhere credible. It was, yeah, people on Twitter, and it was, you know, my mate's barber said, and this, but they started to gather a little bit of pace. And this is what, this is what we know from all this stuff, right? Someone is putting that information out there. Now, it's one of three people, right? It's either Rice's agent because Mm. he's trying to agitate for a move, it's West Ham because they need to get, Chelsea to throw a load of money at him and let's be fair that's a pretty good strategy at the minute (laughs) say that Arsenal are interested Mm -hmm. and just see what Chelsea will give you Um, or it's Arsenal trying to unsettle him so the leak's going to come from from one of them three Mm. it's probably more likely it's West Ham trying to push Chelsea into making a bid um, But there's enough sources out there that say that which that, would make sense, yeah, I mean, Considering what's been happening over the last West, look, what <laughs> West Ham months. don't need is a situation that we had with Fabregas, right? So yeah. it's been for the last two years, and I have got mates that support West Ham, and for the last two years, it has been an assumption on their part that Declan Rice was going to go to Chelsea, right? That's where he mm-hmm. was going to go. It was cut and dried. He was he was going to Chelsea, and. I think if West Ham, if that happens and it's just a one horse race, West Ham are not going to get the money. Well, they might cause Chelsea are stupid, but generally you're not going to get mm. the money that you want. You know, you, how do you get, the, how do you get the money up? You have a bidding war going. It, it's why at the time with Fabregas, I thought our stance should have been, well, we'll sell you, but it will be somewhere other than Barcelona. That would have been yeah. my stance. You, you can go, yeah. but you ain't going there. And, if if we'd have had another, can you imagine what we we got, what, 32 million for him? If we'd oh. have, and, and at the time, he was one of the best players in the world. If oh. we'd have got another two or three parties interested, if we'd have had Juve and Real Madrid and Man United all bidding, we could have got double done. And, and that's what West Ham, I think, need to avoid. I think they know they need to avoid it. So for my money, I would think that that's where the links are coming
1: from. I mean, it's it 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 is again a rumor that makes sense though. Oh, I absolutely. I mean, if you think about it from from Rice's perspective, if Chelsea is where he's had his hopes to go to at this current time, though, um, of course we have to see where the season ends. But it looks like we're odds on to get top four for sure, right? So we've got Champions League in there. Chelsea, I'm um, it really is is. Up for debate on that one i mean they're, still not gonna get in,
0: they're not going to get in the europa league their, their shot is the conference league the,
1: yeah the way the way they're going at the moment and the inconsistencies that they're showing you can't see them getting in the top four so he's then in he's already explicitly said that he's looking to play champions league football and he could be potentially uh have a chance to play with the league champions as well so I just I just feel for him it would absolutely make sense to come to Arsenal. I know I'm I'm biased as an Arsenal fan but you just think of what you're getting at Arsenal and what he could potentially be at Arsenal. I I just think it's uh, and of course for Arsenal itself like you said you've always been a big advocate for Rice. I haven't really studied him a lot but if Arsenal are interested in him and I trust your judgment as well on Rice that there is obviously a place for him in that midfield, especially with it ageing the way it is and the fact that we do need that bit of quality in the well, squad anyway. Well, that's it, right? Like We've that. got
0: two players in in that midfield, two integral players yeah. in Partey and Shaka yeah. that are yeah. both pushing towards that. And yeah, it's, you know, they, they, they're going to age out over the next couple of years. And as much as my life will be, very very sad without Granite Shacker in it on a on a weekly mm. basis. It, it we are getting to that point, and Rice is someone that plays six at six or eight, and I'm not. Mm. I don't know they've really nailed down which one he is yet, because I've seen him mm. play both. Um, he's definitely raw. He's not going to come in and replace Partey instantly. He's not going to come in and do everything that Partey does instantly. But he's 23 years old. Thomas Partey wasn't doing this at 23 years old. So I think it would it would make an awful lot of sense to bring him in. He can compete with Partey and Shaka, and, and and you know my feeling on this. You you never buy backups, right? I think if you buy backups, that is the quickest way for your team to get worse very very quickly. You only buy players who your vision is is that they're going to be in that starting eleven at some point. And I think Rice fits that bill because I think he could be the six or the eight, hopefully the six, because that's the harder position to fill, right? That that's the way we play with that single pivot. There's not many players in the world that can play that. And and to be fair, Rice, he also hasn't had a lot of experience playing that way. So he would it would take a little bit of adjusting on his part. But if they think that he's got the tools for it, I think we have to push the boat out and see if we can well, it. I
1: think I think where it works for us this is that. West Ham will want to cash in but there's only, unless Chelsea like you said, come in with their ludicrous bids or whatever but let's put them aside for the time being, if that wasn't the case there's only a certain amount that West Ham can ask for considering that his contract is coming up for expiries, just like uh, Fabricus is a little bit different for us because we have more years left.
0: One thing on that, I was talking to uh, a West Ham supporting mate of mine who's who's pretty clued in on this stuff and um, he said that in theory, Rice's contract is expiring, but they've got an option, the same as the Saliba option and the Saka. With a
1: year, option. right? Yeah. But that so, would be 2024.
0: Yes. So it would expire instead of, no, it was, no, 2024 would extend to 2025. We're in 2023 now. So it would actually be an extra year because they've got that. They haven't executed the option, but he said they've got an option for an extra year. So the summer, although technically it's one year left, if they execute the option, it's two years left.
1: Oh, I see. I thought, yeah, good point. I thought they had, yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. I was so, I was
0: with you. I thought we had a year left in the summer, but apparently they've got a club option for a year, which obviously they're going to. Yeah, so then that do. will be
1: the last summer that they can actually ask for a reasonably good price. Yes, him, right?
0: ex- exactly. And I'm sure right. with all these with all these extensions, right, it's built in that if they, you know, there's always give and take, and it's usually built in with these extensions that there's a pretty big pay rise when the club, activate that extra year it's not just adding a year on so my guess is West Ham probably don't want to have to use that option if they're if they know he's going to go anyway then the best case scenario is selling him before they have to use the option but using the option as leverage that they've got it
1: so this is where the players the players opinion is going to be really important because if he, exercise, if he really wants to join Arsenal, if he sees at the end of the season, that's the project I want to join. That's the team I want to join. They've won the league. They're in the Champions League. They know where they're going. They've got exciting young players. If he sees that and that's where he wants to go, that's where we could have... Because Mudrik's a bit different in some respects because Mudrik was playing in the Ukrainian League and actually, first and foremost, he just wanted out of that yes. league. He just yep. wanted to get out with Rice, if he says, I want to go for Arsenal, with the contract situation, West Ham have got a decision then to make. Yes. Do we wait another year to see if we get a better price if Chelsea come in? Or or, or if Rice is refusing to go there, they're going to just think to themselves, we'll we have to go with the offer that Arsenal give. Yeah, um, it's, it's if definitely, Rice, a, it's if definitely the, a different... I think the player power will be very important here. Yeah,
0: it's definitely a different situation to Mudrick. I mean, with the club for mm. a start... Um, but also, like you say, he's—it's not like he's in the next trying to trying to get out. Do you know what I mean? He, he's yeah. in London. It's not a bad life, so he can, you know, it, 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 if he needs to sit it out, he'll he'll sit it out. And and West Ham know they need to move him. Like they they know that he's going to have to move this summer. Mm. Um So I guess you know they're 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 really hoping. Very, very to be so, yeah, the only other one, I don't know if you saw this morning, but we've been linked with a Spanish right back. Did you, uh, have you seen? I one? saw that, yeah.
1: Where,
0: um, I, I know absolutely, which club was it? I know absolutely nothing about the guy. I have to be, no, uh, uh, no. have to be honest. Apparently, no. he's, uh, apparently, he's a, he's a young lad from Via the Lid. Um, he's, uh, let me get his name up,
1: Ivan Fresneda. Yeah.
0: Um, he's yeah, a right back, he's 18. I, I
1: saw that. I saw it, that. I mean, he's, yeah. he's one
0: of those that if we if we signed him, it, it's not like you're going to be seeing him next week. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He, he's definitely he's definitely one for the future. Um, how interested they are, who knows? But that, I just thought that was that was just something to bring up because it is the yeah it is the other link that the other link that I've seen this morning. But obviously, that's not one that's going to going to push us and, and
1: I things. I don't believe that Trossard rumors at all. It just doesn't seem like that the type no, of No, no Trossard and old. It,
0: it sounds like yeah. a, a lot of Twitter stuff to me. I, yeah, I don't me believe too. that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I hope we've got alternative targets. I, I really hope that Mudrick wasn't plan A and Jafarik mm. is plan B <laughs> because mm, then yeah. we're uh then we've got a little bit of a little bit of trouble because now you've got to pivot with halfway through the window.
1: But but I think, you know, you'd rather this happening now then on the last day of the transfer window. So yes, absolutely. at least they have a bit of time to, absolutely. to get and, that and, sorted. And not
0: getting anyone, I don't think it would be the disaster that it was last year. Because we're, yeah. we're in a better position. You know, if we, we're on mm. 47 points from 18 games for a start, but also Smith Rowe coming back, and I know Smith Rowe coming back, it's kind of like, well, it's Smith Rowe, so it's probably not long before he's, he's out again. Mm. Um, but... He is coming back, and, and all we can do is hope that this this groin operation is really because it, it does sound like the problems over the last few years have, have all been I have given the right up. Up from that. Yeah. It's all been that groin injury. So mm. we've just got to we've just got to hope that he's over that. And if he if he does, I mean, four may through till April when Jesus is back, and for that final push, I mean, I think we, we'd all like another signing. We'd we'd definitely like like someone else to come in and compete. But if it doesn't, I don't think it will kill us the way it killed us not getting a, not getting a player in last year. I think we were we were at such a low ebb last year with with regards to that. And and I mean, I'm I'm firmly in the camp that if we'd have started in Ketia five games earlier, I think we we would have been in the Champions League. To be quite honest, we mm. are continuing to start mm. Lacazette was was insane to be to be quite honest. Mm. Um, but it, nevertheless, what whichever way you look at it, last last January really did. Hurt us, um, but it only hurt us short term and strengthened us long term. So it, mm. it was the right decision, and and I know I've seen a lot of people saying that, you know, it, it's this year is different. We're 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 challenging for the title. You have to do it now. I I don't think that this is the time to really blow up the project, just because I, I mean I think this this team could have a four or five year run now, and I I don't want to see that upset for the sake of bringing someone in. Who's going to go off when when Jesus comes back? And all of a sudden we've got five people rotating into a front three.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: All right, well, I think that's yeah. that's transfers done to death. So let's let's think about the weekend now. Um, United have got yes. a game to United. have got a game to get through tomorrow night. Yet um, they got a Palace. Hopefully, Paddy can uh, rough them up a little bit tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow That night. would be ideal, yeah.
1: mate. Yeah, that would be we've, ideal. You know, is it tomorrow on, or
0: Wednesday? Is, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. is it, It's Monday day. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Um, okay. and, then, and then Spurs City's Thursday. Um, but yeah, we've they've got that game in midweek. We don't have a game in midweek because for some reason they're putting off re uh, rearranging the Everton game. Um, mm. but we've you know right now the the fixtures ain't exactly coming thick and fast. We're 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 a week apart. Yeah. So and I think that plays into our hands a little bit, and the you know the the bigger the bigger a gap we get, the harder it's going to be to to rein us back in. So I'm not that worried about and pushing that Everton game off for a while. Um, no, so I would rather have the the rest in between, to be honest. The way it's the way it's going,
1: and then also you've got the FA Cup as well. So, yeah, and then, you, you know, know, and
0: the Europa League's going to start again. So the games are the games yeah. are become. Um, but right now it's right now other teams have certainly got it certainly got it worse than we have um, yeah
1: I like I like the way we have it at the moment um, but um, yeah I think United it's, it's, I think this I think we've we've talked about this but I think it's going to yeah, be I know you're of you're higher on them than than I am I, I just feel they've They're better. They just seem to be a little bit more organized. Um, Yeah, you're right. You make good points about the fact that they're not a team that's going to dominate possession. They're a team that might not have as much shots on goals or chances, perhaps. And there is going to be a point when they're going to go for a bad patch. But Nevertheless, um, you know they've got certain players that are in good form. Um, they can hit us. Um, they've done that once yet. Yeah, they have the rub of the green at Old Trafford. I know that, and we've been really good against them at home. Um, yes. But I'm still concerned about them. I still think that they're um, they've a better manager than 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 Spurs have, and I think they're um, they seem to have a better midfield. They seem to have a better system. I think Rashford's in good form, and he's always, you know, a bit of a thorn for us. But um, we can definitely beat them. It's quite nice to actually, in a way, have a Man United game and actually really mean something because yes. it's been a while since we've had those.
0: It, it, um, it has. I mean, my, my my best memories growing up. I mean, I'll, I'll angel myself a little bit here, but uh, mm. some of my best best memories were were those were those games. The feeling you used to you used to get the feeling when we were playing them on yeah. the weekend. You'd get the feeling on a Wednesday. And it, it would just it would build as it as it got close because it was the only game that the only game that mattered. Um the rest of them, you know, they were title deciders for, for nearly 10 years, them games. Yeah. So it, it felt and this game this game kind of feels as big because I, I do feel like if we get three points and we get to 50 points from 19 games, we're gonna take some stopping. I mean, I know we've got to play mm. City twice, but mm. that will have been Tottenham twice. We've already played Chelsea away. This will be Man United twice. I mean, and we've been pretty good at, at dispatching the, the smaller teams this season, uh-huh. or the so-called smaller teams, I should say. Um, so, I, I really do. I really do think if we can beat them on on Sunday, uh, we're not going to get a better chance than than this.
1: And then on the other side, which I hate to say, but if they were to win, they're suddenly feeling they're in it you know, because suddenly the gap between uh, ourselves and them is, is that little bit less. So it, it's a game which is going to have a lot more significance than previous years for both teams, which makes it even that even more tastier. Um, and like you, my age as well will, will kind of come out in this. But do you have, and, and I'll go back to mine, but do you have like a favourite or one of your favourite or most notable Arsenal, Man United games that stick in your mind that you can remember. Oh, there's been that there's you been
0: really, so there's been so there's many, been loads of there's them. Been I so know. So many. I, I mean, know. The, you know, the Henri flick and volley at the clock end. I'll I'll never forget yeah, that, that yeah. was right. I mean, Wonderful. I used to sit four rows back, right level with where he where he hit it from behind the goal, and uh, yeah. that was that was phenomenal for different reasons. There was the uh, 2004. FA Cup semi where I think I've told you this story before but I uh, I was late getting I was late getting up there and getting into the ground and it was it was like a war zone outside I mean uh-huh. there were dogs biting people at random there were bottles going uh-huh. flying it was it was a nasty time people forget how nasty that rivalry got I mean it was it was really nasty but I think I think for me the the one that the one that I probably have the fondness for is the the 97 98 Three two, the uh yeah, Platts header amazing. in the, you know Platts late header and Nelka's goal and, and Vieira yeah, with that, that dipping swerving shot, I think that's the one that will will stay with me. You know I went to I went to basically every game home and away that year, and that one that one does does stick with me. It was my it was my last ever season in the uh, in the West End lower before I went into the clock
1: end, and yeah mm. that one I think that one will stay with
0: me forever. What's what what have you got?
1: Um, yes, yeah, so like you, there's a, uh, ones that you already mentioned. Um, obviously, the old Trafford uh, flare up, the, uh, two, the uh, 2003 2004 season. Um, but I, I'm going to go further back. I, I, I actually, it's an old Trafford game. It wasn't a hybrid game, but it was the old Trafford game when Limpar scored that goal oh yes and we had the brawl, the brawl yeah. game and i think that was kind of set the tone i know we'd always had a reputation of being that kind of club which is you know bites in with challenges no nonsense defenders hard players but that kind of set the tone about the fa really going in on arsenal um and being a lot lighter yeah. United. Well, well,
0: George United. George Graham played off that perfectly. He really that used that. Really I mean, he a famous speech, right? Uh, uh,
1: that's in the Champions video. That's actually. right. That's the yeah, Champions that uh,
0: famous speech about that. Excellent, know? man.
1: It, yeah. It, it, and, and that's what I can kind of see Arteta doing now as yes, well. Absolutely. Um, With but,
0: these, these FA charges, I mean, I know we spoke about the, the bullshit yeah. FA charges, but I, I kind of love it because it means we're back. You know, no one gives shit that we were surrounding referees no problem, when we I were know. eight.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, in that game, we got deducted two points. They yeah. got deducted one. Yeah. yeah, it was, from what I remember, firstly, uh, who was it that kicked out? Uh, um,
0: it, it was Brian Lim- McClare that started it all. But but we'd but we been involved in a brawl against Norwich. That's um, right. I know. And that's before. what kind of... And, and that's, we'd already been warned from that. So there, there, there was a little bit of reason. Yeah. For that. George Graham played that perfectly. And, and I feel like that's what Arteta's doing. With, with this, you know, some of the VAR, over the last couple of years, some of the decisions we've had against us, the way t- people are allowed to kick Saka off the park, and now these mm-hmm. FA charges, it's all bullet and board stuff, right? It, it, yeah. It's stuff, Arteta must love this stuff, because mm. that's that's him to a T, that us against them, it's exactly what, he, what he's instilling, so I, I think it's, yeah. it's perfect, so... Anyway, all right. Well, I think we've uh, we've gone on long enough. So it was a uh, great chatting with you, and um, absolutely looking forward to the absolutely uh, looking forward to the weekend. And and we'll do this again next week when uh, when we'll uh, be twelve points clear of United. Yeah,
1: twelve points clear. Um, would it be twelve or would it be um, eleven? or city, actually, twelve. of United. Eleven. Well, <clears throat> yeah, and oh. hopefully, hopefully, with a game in, hopefully with a game in hand as well, because City will lose one in between. And hopefully we can also, on that day, look at all the Man United uh, Twitter feeds and YouTube yes. fan videos and yes. everything. So fantastic. Uh, we, <laughs> uh,
0: all, all the people who, who are saying they're in a title race crying their eyes out, calling for uh, calling for the ball to be sacked. Yeah. Perfect. Because they're not spending enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Well, thank nice you very moment. much. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we'll, we'll see you again next week.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.